Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, September the 21st in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, proper week 20, which is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Thursday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the New Testament letter passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And we find ourselves in the book of Philippians today, Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 30. So let me read that passage. Provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us party in morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 30. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I'm go to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I'll continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whenever I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now here that I still have. This is the word of God for us. It seems like everywhere I look in every meeting that I'm in as a part of a church staff, and whenever I get together with other pastors and ministry leaders, we relish the opportunity to see the Christian community mobilized and activated for works of service, particularly when uh, reaching out to one another. So at the time of this recording, I just had a men's meeting early this morning. We met at six o'clock, 6.15 in the morning. Uh, we had an hour long study where we got to just talk about our past a little bit and talk about things that are unresolved and things that we'd like to tackle into the future. And along the way, you hear these fun stories from each guy and some blanks begin to get filled in on what had happened to make them who they are and the things that they like to do with the time that they feel like they have remaining. And I just remember like just taking a moment in the midst of all that, listening to different conversations and just thinking, this is like the good stuff. I mean, this is the stuff that uh, I think we all crave. Um, this same week also, um, my friend Matt and I, we do a, a weekly video whenever we have the opportunity to do so from our church office called Trending, where we take a look at trending topics. And one of the things that we were grappling with this week was this epidemic of loneliness uh, in American life, particularly for uh, dads, um, dads in their 20s and 30s. Um, just the sense where, you know, um, maybe earlier in life, it was so easy to make a friend. I mean, just show up to class and you're there for hours on end in the same rows of desks and you go to recess and eat the same cafeteria food. And next thing you know, you got these, these old friends. And uh, these old friends where you just know a lot about each other and it's just so easy and light and fun. And the older you get, it's just harder and harder to make friends, right? And it's not that we've become cantankerous and hard to get along with, 
It's just the situation has changed. And so you feel like there's a compounding effect on loneliness upon loneliness. Uh, on the one hand, you might like judge the world around us and say, this is just an inhospitable place. Or you might just say to yourself, maybe, like, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm just someone who's not pleasing uh, to people. I'm not uh, desired by anybody to be their friend. And so uh, we could heap self-condemnation upon our own lives, right? That's why when we get a window into the early church community, it's just so heartwarming, right? I mean, so here's Paul. He loves the group of people that he's sending this letter to in the town of Philippi. Um, in regards to impressive places to live, Philippi is not one of them. Uh, religion is not a, a great booming business around there. Um, if you can recall from the story when Paul first visited Philippi, like he had some hardships and um, he also like, only met a few spiritual people <laughs> at, a, at a prayer place. Think of like the, the airport chapel is where uh, Paul got his first converts to the followers of the way of Jesus. And from there, this little church pops up. And you'll notice in the letter to the Philippians, he never quotes the Old Testament. And so they probably are not well-versed in the scriptures of Israel. And so they've got this interesting uh, spiritual moments and uh, context there in their town. Paul's like, you know what? What everyone needs, everyone needs the body of Christ. And so he works so tirelessly, so hard to make sure that a church was planted there. And so I just love this banter. Uh, these words at the end of chapter one and uh, starting into chapter two where Paul is torn like he has really worked hard and his ministry experience has not been easy it hasn't been easy because he's been harassed by so many outsiders these opponents of his who if you can recall from the book of Acts they're taking vows of of, of not eating any food until Paul is dead okay like he's he's in some serious gumbo when he goes from place to place but then we also read the letters and Christians aren't very kind to him and he is wounded from within the body of Christ as well so it's just so heartwarming for our brother Paul to see that he's torn he wants to be with Jesus right he's like I've worked hard enough. Like this is time to hang it up, and it's time to go be with the Lord for ages upon ages, uh, to you know rest in God until the new age dawns upon the whole cosmos. <laughs> but he's like, you know, when I think about it, it might be good for me to hang around a bit longer so that we can have companionship together, so that I can continue to try to add something to your faith, so that the church continues to be strengthened in the town of Philippi. And then he gives him this admonition in verse 27. I love it. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. He's like, this is why we're doing this. We're doing this because Christ is the most benevolent, beautiful being that this world will ever know. And the more that we can remove the distractions from others from seeing him, the greater life will be, the greater their life will be, the more meaningful our mission will be if we can be on mission together uh, for Jesus' sake. And so he tells them to stand firm in one spirit, stri striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign that they're going to be destroyed because they're standing against the Holy One. Like their way is not going to pass. Jesus' kingdom is the only one that's going to endure and that we are going to be rescued and that by God. But it's so this admonition not to be afraid. It's something that I, I don't know why. We'll be Christians. we got to hear it again and again. Uh, Russell Moore's got this great book uh, called, um, I think, Losing Our Faith or Losing Our Religion. He's talking about the evangelical moment in America. I may have mentioned it before, but I'm reading through it just kind of bit by bit here uh, during the, the month of September. 
And he has this great line. It's called, it's called the scandal of the evangelical limbic system. You know, that fight and flight mechanism within our brains. And he says, as long as he's been a, been a leader, been a churchgoer, and he's had some great vantage points in modern religion in America, he just says, we are so easily uh, made to be afraid. Um, and we bemoan things that happen in culture as if it's the end of days. And he says, we just need to wise up and we need to needs to have some spiritual grit and we need to hear what Paul said to the people of God in Philippi. We need to stand firm. We don't need to be frightened. Let's continue to build a community of God because everyone needs a community in Jesus's name to endure all the contours of life with. And I just think that's a great admonition for all of us. Kurt Vonnegut, who is a renowned atheist, but he says a lot of true things. Nonetheless, he says, you know, one of the greatest endeavors that we can give ourselves to is the tedious and the meaningful work of putting people together so that we can maybe stop the tide of loneliness that's wrecking havoc in our world. And I think that you and I have known the pain of loneliness from time to time. And I think we've known the joys of, of belonging with people and being known and helping somebody who's come from obscurity into being known. And I think that Jesus wants to continue to empower the church to do such a thing. So with those things in mind, we'll spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you've given us the people of God. We thank you that through all the ups and downs of life, that we have a community in your name to stand with us, whether it's a season of celebration where new things are happening in new life and uh, advances in our careers or advances in our mission, we get to celebrate together, or it's during times of grief and sadness and loss where we get to lean upon the shoulders that are stronger than ours in that moment. We thank you that we are lifted up and we're built up because of the body of Christ. We think that it was the wisdom of God that before the foundations of the world that there would be a church, that there would be a people that would bear witness to the, the goodness and the greatness of God. And so, Lord, we think that we've been able to be beneficiaries of those things. And so as we think about how we calculate our own life and our own gifts and abilities and opportunities, may you help us to have the courage, to have the wisdom, to be the people of God. Um, around the around the world so that people just like us who may sit in loneliness right now may be called out of the darkness into the light and they may know the love of God and the love of neighbor as they worship with the people of God. So God, we love you this day. We just have one simple request today. Would you build up the body of Christ today? Would you add more to our mix so that we could bear witness to Jesus once more? We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.